Hi, everybody. I am Jen Johnson, and you are watching Thought by Thought Healing, where I talk about everything related to chronic pain and chronic symptoms. I come at it from my Christian perspective, and so if that's important to you, then you are definitely in the right place, and you should subscribe. And if you're listening to this on podcast platforms, I would love if you would leave me a review. That is how we get this hope out there. I am a chronic pain coach and help people to understand how neuroscience really is showing that when we target the brain, emotions, beliefs, or thoughts, we really can interrupt the physiology that is causing the chronic pain or the other chronic symptoms. So today I am interviewing Mackenzie Kennedy. Uh, Mackenzie and I were able to take a course with Howard Schubiner together a while back and have stayed friends and in touch, although we have actually never met each other in person, which is kind of funny. So I hope you guys enjoy just hearing her journey out of um, chronic pain and what, um, how she kind of perceives it and how she talks about it and how so also how she incorporates it into her massage therapy. Um, I hope you enjoy and I hope it is inspiring. I will see you guys next week. Bye. All right, everybody, here we are. I am just thrilled to have Mackenzie Kennedy with me. Mackenzie, thanks for thanks for showing up. Hey, thanks for having me. So Mackenzie and I uh, met at while well, we were taking a course from Howard Schubiner. It was Freedom from Chronic Pain. We took it as practitioners, um, and it was absolutely fantastic. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Completely changed the trajectory of my work. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, do you actually, it's funny. Do you remember how we met? No, neither do I. Hey, kind of, I think we did like the breakout rooms sometimes. And I'm, uh-huh. I don't know if we were ever put in one together, but then there was an email list, like anybody that wants to keep in touch and somehow I was like, we were both like, yes. And that group ended up being kind of small, which was nice, a little like more intimate. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that's kind of, I think that's what it was. I, th- I think so. I was trying to figure out it, figure that out today. I was like, did we meet in a breakout room or did we meet in like, cause we, cause then after um, freedom from chronic pain was over, we kept meeting on a weekly basis for quite a while with a couple other people. Yeah, I think really that's kind of where, I mean, I remember, I recalled your face from you, um, your, just you speaking up in the big groups too. And so, mm-hmm. and I remember yeah. thinking, this is before I like fully coined myself as a coach, because I didn't really know what to call myself yet. Mm-hmm. And I remember you were like, I'm a chronic pain coach. And I was like, that's a thing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she got it. I love it. So and you're like, that's what I am too. That's what, yeah, that's what I, I guess I am. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Good stuff. So, well, let's go back a little bit before you became a coach. Well, I also want to talk about that journey because I think it's interesting to hear your, um, your story from massage therapist to whatever you're calling yourself now. You're still combining it with massage therapy, right? Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Okay. So hopefully we'll get into that later, but yeah. Tell me just a little bit about your story before you discovered mind-body syndrome and yeah, just a little bit of that journey. Yes. Um, well, let's see. I so I personally have had TMS or mind-body symptoms. I think dating back from like before I can even remember. So like being a little child and having symptoms and sensations and things like that. I'm just a very sensitive person, I think. Mm. Um, And so, yeah, just that was always like part of my life. I think growing up, my family, like always trying to figure out what was wrong with me. Right. And it was never anything that was like debilitating per se, but just, you know, I had symptoms. Um, And so, yeah, they were just present throughout my life, um, my childhood, my adolescence, my adulthood. Um, And I never, and then obviously being a massage therapist and just, you know, the world that we live in, um, it was always, in my mind, it was always like, oh, okay, well, I have 
a headache, I have migraines. It's probably from the chocolate that I ate and that I was in the sunshine or, oh, you know, my low back hurts. It's probably from that workout I did. You know, it, I didn't, you know, mm -hmm. I just didn't have the information of the mind body unit. Um, and so forever was chasing my symptoms and being concerned about them. Um, the, you know, the typical like TMS spirals that most people get into when we have pain in our bodies, we want to figure it out, you know, and it can be scary and yep. And be frustrating. So that was, and also just like living with it and thinking like, this is, this is my life. You know, I'm always going to have the shoulder pain. I'm always going to have all these little things or, and sometimes big things. Um, yeah. yeah. And so that's kind of where I was. And then actually curable was what um, mm. opened my eyes to something different. Um, wait, I take that back. <laughs> I come from, <laughs> I come from like a very um, hmm, spiritual and very alternative and metaphysical family. So like, that sort of healing um, has always been part of my life, including like Louise Hay, you know, Louise Hay. No. Uh, okay. So she's like the queen of kind of mind body, but in a bit of a spiritual sense. Okay. Um, yeah. So she has these books. Um, one's called you can heal your life or, and you can heal your body. And it's basically, she, uh, she believed that, she made it very generalized, but that different um, ailments um, in different parts of the body and pain in different parts of the body typically mean that you're believing something or you're having a certain thought. Um, and it a lot of times can be, um, she again, she generalized it. And so then she put in this book like, oh, if you have ulcers, this is typically what you're believing. And then here's an affirmation to say to heal yourself. And so that I was present in my life okay years ago um however as you know it, it sometimes isn't that simple just to be like well I'm just gonna say this affirmation and affirmations are amazing but it wasn't like the cure-all right yeah. so um and yeah so that was just kind of present and then yeah I found curable and okay. everything lifted so what kind of well, I'm, I'm curious about two things. What kind of symptoms did you experience? And before we were on this call, we were talking about how we want to be careful to not trigger people because our minds are very susceptible to symptoms mm -hmm. um, yep. and suggestible. So, mm -hmm. um, but we all want to know that our symptom can be healed. And so um, a, lot, a lot of times people are just searching to hear of somebody who had a similar symptom than theirs. And they healed from it. So if you don't mind just sharing, I think we have similar kind of laundry lists of like the amount of things that we discovered were mind body. Um, yeah. yeah. So what do you got? Yeah. Well, I'll start with, and I'm, again, I'm going to, I'm not going to go in details of like when and how the whole story, but I will say in my childhood, most of the time it was, um, headaches, um, to the point that, you know, my parents, okay, let's go to the eye doctor. Let's get brain scans. Let's do all these things. Headaches, I would get stomach aches and I, they gave me like omeprazole and, you know, like, you know, mm -hmm. the normal stuff that we get at the doctor. Um, so headaches and stomach aches, um, and wrist pain. I broke my wrist when mm -hmm. I was a little kid and that then was drawn out for years. Okay. Um, so those were like, I feel like my primary as a child. Um, but then like, yeah, that, that laundry list, she big for me. Um, migraines, headaches, shoulder pain, low back pain. Like my low back has, I've experienced that where it goes out, you know, can't walk yeah. in a situation. Um, rib pain. Uh, that was interesting. Okay. Um, pelvic pain chronic yeast infection, um, acne. That's been an interesting one. That's more recent. I'm like in my thirties and that popped up and I was like, Oh, okay. Hello. Yes. Um, ulcers, dental sensitivity, like tooth. Yep. That's an interesting one that I kind of was like, Oh, okay. But that's, yeah. that's a um, 
neck pain, like, you know, tension, pretty much all of it. Tendinitis, um, knee pain, yeah. uh, plantar fasciitis. Yeah. Yeah. Like name it kind of not to like diminish anybody else's like experience, but yeah, I have, I've had most of it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. I, I hope that it's encouraging for somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, so as you're going through all this stuff, did you do, even though, even though you had this experience of, of knowing that there is, there is a mind body connection growing up, did you go to the doctor at all? Did you rule out any of this stuff as being like, like structurally caused and therefore stuck with it? Yeah. Um, growing up, I did. My parents took me to, you know, all sorts. Honestly, I remember I went to a lot of doctors as a kid. Okay. Um, and you know, they were do they were trying to like understand and it's good that they did that. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I remember as a teenager, it's so interesting, like looking back on our stories of like when certain pains came up in our lives and what was going on. Um, I had really bad shoulder pain and I was like, um, I was a, in show choir. So I was a singer dancer and I came to a point where I didn't want to do it anymore. I didn't want to be involved in that. And my shoulder pain was so bad that I couldn't do it. Yeah. But my deepest, my deepest deep feelings was I didn't actually want to. So it worked out for me in that way. I had a reason, an excuse in, in a way. Um, so, so went to the doctor for that, got MRIs, all that business. Um, and then, yeah, like throughout different symptoms I did seek out different medical attention but I I never really got any extreme diagnoses and there were times when it's like if it was back pain or hip pain I mean I've been a massage therapist massage therapist since I was like 19 or 20 so it's like oh we go to the chiropractor oh we go get it figured out in, in this way we get a massage you know yeah. So I didn't really, my situation to get, it didn't elevate into going and getting scans. So, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, you mentioned being a sensitive person as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, this idea of trying to figure out what was wrong with you and going to doctors, um, what do you, first of all, what do you mean by being a, a sensitive child? Yeah, mm. let's go there. Okay. Yeah, I think, okay, what I mean by that is I was emotionally sensitive. I was very shy. I was very um, curious about the world, but cautious. Um, I was a worrywart. I still have tendencies in that. Um, so yeah, we're diving into the kind of personality traits of TMS and mind body person, but yeah, even as a kid sensitive, just, I think also very, um, empathetic, um, you know, being around others, I, I was highly and am highly sensitive to what's going on in my surroundings, both in with people Mm -hmm. and animals and just what's going on. So I think, um, my nervous system has just been, I don't know if I, well, I've learned a lot about um, uh, ancestral and kind of like epigenetics and things like that, that we get from our families as well as trauma. I mean, our stories are so complex as far as where we, where things begin, but mine began, I think even as like a baby, just sensitive, just aware, just afraid. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. Okay. So fast forward, putting a pin in that. Yeah. Um, And then fast forwarding, you discover curable, Mm -hmm. you start heading down this path. Um, how does that go for you? And yeah, just talk about that part of your journey. Yeah, sure. Um, well, yeah. So I discovered curable. Um, I think probably, yeah, I was through a targeted ad on social media and, um, Thank you. Yes. <laughs> thank you, social media. And yes, they work. Um, <laughs> and thank goodness, because it really did change my life. You know, yeah. um, I downloaded the free version of the app. And then I was like, whoa, this is real. Yeah. 
Um, I started listening to the podcasts that they offer um, and started, yeah, just uncovering a whole bunch of stuff for myself. I will mention that I also have been um, in therapy uh, for, gosh, six years. So it's interesting because a lot of the tools, um, particularly journaling, or as my therapist calls it, puke on paper, um, <laughs> they were similar, right? Um, and mm -hmm. there was a lot of, I, I, it was met with a lot of resistance for me initially, and sometimes mm -hmm. still is. I think that that's a normal part of the process. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, resistance and then breaking through and then resistance and breaking through was kind of part of my, my path. Mm -hmm. um, and, but it all just made absolute sense to me, like crystal clear, like, oh my goodness. Yeah, absolutely. This is, this yeah. is the answer. This is it. Um, and so I just feel like, you know, there's just no other way for me now, right. Yeah. To like, to work through my life. Yeah. Yes. That resistance, um, how do you, how do you talk about that? How do you interpret that? Um, how do you put that to words when, cause I know this is my story too, still, I, uh -huh. I know that when I am going through something, the best thing for me to do is to write. And for me, I, I, I write in a specific way that, um, pulls me out of fear. Uh, but it, I will resist it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm curious how you unpack that for yourself. Oh, I think, you know, I think it's part of the process as like strange as that sounds, but if you think about your pain and your symptoms being there to protect you in a way, and yeah. your nervous system is, you know, thinking that there's danger somewhere, some in some way in our lives, um, and, and our pain turns on in response to that. Well, I feel like resistance also is that, right? Um, the fear of going to the depths, the fear of, um, the it's fear a lot of times, but it's also, um, sometimes you're, you're in kind of like you, sometimes disbelief or sometimes, mm -hmm oh, I can just power through it or, oh, um, you know, it just seems like sometimes there are other, you think that there are other options. Yeah. Um, but, but they're not. So, yeah, I, but I do think resistance is, is part of it. Yeah. And it's not fun and it's frustrating when you are like, but I know what the answer is. I know what actually helps me. Why am I not doing that? Yeah. And what's been helpful for me is um, that's where like, self-compassion comes in big time for me um of like you know if there's a day where I'm feeling garbagey and I feel like and I know I should be doing something like journaling or like feeling my feelings um and I'm not but the idea of you know I start beating myself up about it that that step if I can at least take out that step it feels like um that can be the biggest, most helpful thing is like, yeah. instead of saying like, you should be doing this. Why are you not doing this? This is, you know, this is what helps you. If I can calm that inner critic down and say like, we're not doing that right now. And, and it's just, it just is what it is. And so we're going to watch a movie and we're going to be real kind to ourselves. <laughs> right. Yeah. And wrap up and just be in it, be in, honestly, be in the suffering. I think sometimes that's important in the physical suffering too. Um, and then, gosh, the next day comes, the next day comes and you're like, oh, I, I feel a little better. And yeah. you realize, oh, maybe that's because I wasn't a jerk to myself yesterday. And then it's, and then it's like, okay, we can journal now. We can do this. Let's bring it up. Let's do it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. I heard somebody describe this as beating yourself up for beating yourself up. Yeah. So and, and you're just like compounding the mm -hmm. danger that you're yeah. experiencing. And now it's from yourself. Um, and, and I think there, there comes a place in the journey where you're like, oh, tomorrow's going to be better. Like, mm -hmm. and, and, and that's a really kind 
speaking of self-compassion, that's a really kind way of, of treating yourself too, to know like, okay, that's, this is not going to be forever. It's going to be okay. And like, you're saying, like, sometimes that just gives you the, the encouragement to do the writing tomorrow or the feeling of the feelings or the slowing down. I think Mm -hmm. for me, one of the things that stops me from writing is, um, this, I just have this hurried thing where it's like, um, if I stop to true, do true self-care, um, then I'm, you know, I might not get as much done today. And Mm -hmm. that is just terrible for my nervous system. Like my, my brain thinks that that's the worst thing in the world is to not get as much done as you could potentially get done. Um, and so I will prioritize, you know, the to-do list over the journaling. Mm, Fascinating. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. About your personal healing journey. Yeah. What if like, if you could um, identify with like some of the TMS personality traits, what, what were yours and what are yours? Cause I know they kind of, yeah. oftentimes they, they still live within us, but we're just not um, like, you know, we're not, uh, they're not unbalanced, right? We're not letting yeah. them just rule their lives. What, what do you think that yours yeah, I I do think people pleasing um, in certain it's very categorical for me. So it's not across the board that I'm a people pleaser. It's certain people that I'm people, certain types, I guess, of people. And perfectionism is also in specific areas of my life and not in others. And then efficiency and that mm-hmm. that need that urgency uh, is is a really that is a big one for me. Um, this need to do 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 get done. Um, there's some sort of value that makes me safe in that. Um, so I have worked really hard on those, which I would love to talk about with you. Like how, um, how have you worked on them? Um, for me, visualizing is a huge part of, of, um, kind of adapting those, those personality traits so that, because personality traits all, they have a, they have a positive side to them. Mm-hmm. And, and then they go bad real fast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, okay. So those are my three, which three do you kind of claim? Yeah. Um, people pleasing for sure. Yeah. And for me, it's like pe- pleasing most people. <laughs> if okay. you come in contact with me, I would like you to like me. So, um, <laughs> like and- to like me. <laughs> um, And make sure that you're having a good time, um, which it's so, yeah, strengths and weaknesses, right? Because I can also be seen as an includer and it's like, oh, let's make sure we're all just included in this life and this experience. Um, And it can also be really detrimental to my well-being. Um, So people pleasing. Um, I think tendencies to worry are a big one for me. Um, And um, catastrophizing. Yeah. Catastrophizing. Yep. Going to worst case scenario, um, without any sort of logic behind it. Um, yeah, maybe hmm. self-critical. I know it's in general, um, but it pops up in different ways for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then as far as like the navigation of that, um, I think that the biggest part is the identification and the awareness, obviously, because you can't change anything you're not aware of, right? If we have a broken record just spinning, but we don't know that it's broken, (laughs) it's just going to keep, yeah. So yeah, that awareness, bringing it to light really um, has been really helpful for me. Go ahead. Bringing it to light, does that help you to start to change it or does it just reduce the symptoms around it? Hmm. So hmm. I think maybe a little bit of both. Um, Okay. It's, how do I say this? So as far as my physical symptoms that I have experienced in my life, I have also experienced what do I say? Mental, emotional symptoms as well. And just difficulty as we all do, I think. Right. Um, so navigating them for me has been really some, a similar process. Um, it seems like if you, if you work, uh, I really, if you work with your emotions and your, your thoughts, that's going to help 
your body quickly, right? We call them the nervous system. So, um, Mm -hmm. so for me, it's exploring them, bringing them to light, um, uh, identifying what it is that I am thinking and feeling. Um, and then with that, um, kind of inquiry, a little bit of, um, maybe in the moment it needs to be, oh, that's like, that's my inner, like inner 10 year old who's super freaked out about this. Okay. Let's sit with her. Let's like some, some parts work. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's that inner critic that comes out that that's, who's kind of ruling the moment. And we work with that in a certain way. Sometimes it's, um, questioning the validity of that thought or, um, telling it to step off, you know, like I got it. I hear that that's what you want, but we can think something else. I also really like the work of Byron Katie. I don't know if you've heard of them, her, um, sure. She, so she has like a, a practice basically she calls it the work and it's, it is self-inquiry. So it's like you, you identify a statement that you are, um, that feels like a hard thought that you've been having. And then, um, she has, there's several steps to it and it's, it's be, it's amazing if you want to look into it, but basically it's inquiring the truth behind it. If you can put a question mark behind whatever statement is, it is like whatever thought it is that you're responding to, um, they can really turn things around hmm. Does that make because sense? it's less like um, factual. And then you're more considering, is this thing true or not? Do I want to Literally. hold on to this thing? Yeah. And, and one of the questions you ask yourself with it is, can I absolutely know that this is true? Hmm. And then there are other questions like um, what, who would I be without this thought? Hmm. It just gives you freedom, right. To realize like, Oh, that's, I don't have to believe that. You know, there's a lot of other options available to me. Right. Um, Bringing choice into what you're thinking. Yeah. And that would be really helpful with catastrophizing because we we just automatically believe our thoughts. We automatically believe our emotions and they just become fact. And the reality is they are often not. So we can interject that. And I I like that. Ask ask the question, do I want to believe this thing? Do I actually believe this thing? Um, is there another option of, of something I want to claim here instead of this worst case scenario? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so then in your healing, so as you started your healing journey, you started curable. First mm-hmm. of all, I, I, I want to touch on that because when I asked you about your pathway, you answered um, that you describe it as the journey of being human. Yeah. which, um, which I, I love. And, um, they had just, I mean, the more and more that, that I look around, the more I am just, I am just convinced and see that every single person in my life has mind body syndrome. And it's not, it's not, I don't even like the word syndrome at this point in time. I'm just like, you, you're a human. That's all you, uh-huh. you know, like, I mean, we were just talking about before we started this call that, that I have this cut underneath my eye. And for a long time, I was like, you know, could this be mind body? And, um, and then I found out that maybe it it's not. And then I got in this call with you and we're both like, yeah, it is like, just because it's structural does not mean that it's not caused by stress in some way or another. Um, and, um, and so the it's just the more that I become aware of how all of this plays out, um, the more that it is, it's just it's just human, and, I, and I'm no different than the next person. Um, I'm just more open about it or more aware. Um, so when and what made you come to that way of describing all this? Yeah, um, I think it took a lot of at first it was like, I, you know, I thought I kind of viewed my symptoms and like the fact that I was experiencing mind body, like once it was, it occurred to me that that's what's going on. I almost was like, um, 
angry with myself for putting mm-hmm. myself words, right um and then the more I learned about it um the more I under and the more I work with worked with people and I work with people in their physical bodies every day um the more I realized like this is this is like actually normal <laughs> I mean not as like um as it's like oh it's it you know it's okay or it's not um uncomfortable and difficult but it's kind of a normal response it's normal for us um to go there uh to have sensations in our body um to you know give us messages and things like that um and so I don't know that that gave me um a peacefulness Mm -hmm. Um, and it also gave me a new compassion for myself like okay everyone's going through this in some way yeah. And it gave me more compassion for other people who maybe I was judgmental of based off of what they were going through. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's. Uh, what was your original question? I don't even. <laughs> oh, I think you're you're answering it. But so if if this is the journey of being human, maybe part of my question is. If this is the journey of being human, then why are we trying to make the pain go away? Yeah. Which, you know, Howard Schubert, I mean, we know you don't try to make the pain go away, but it's still this end goal. So how do you balance that? Yeah, it's not easy at first, right? Um, but I really like what um, Nicole Zach says. She says um, that, you know, this work is the cure for chronic pain but there is no cure for the human condition. So, I mean, we're going to have, and even Howard Schubner, I was in another, I did curable groups, which was amazing. Um, And Howard Schubner um, answered a question once of like, I think I might've even asked like, you know, I feel overall, I feel like great. You know, I don't have the chronic stuff, but I still have little things that I'll just like tink, like pop up, right? In, In my body. Um, and what do I do? And he said, you're a human and you're, you're naturally, you are sensitive Yeah. and it's okay. It's okay for those things to come up. You know what to do when they do So breathe, know that it's okay. And that that's kind of just part of it, which is normal. I know that like, I think Alan Gordon even talks about it too, of like using what comes up as an opportunity to practice calming my nervous system and mm-hmm. maybe inquiring what's going on on a you know bigger more emotional level or maybe it's just giving myself time just to be you know um so i think um compassion for being a human is is really <laughs> is really important and that's been really fundamental in my healing too of just it's not linear. It's not like, oh, I'm suffering and struggling to, oh, I'm perfectly healed and I'll never have pain again. Um, it's, it's an ongoing life journey, you know? And I, I think that's really important to know because if, if, um, the end goal is to never experience pain or a Mm -hmm. symptom, then you're always going to be scared every time that symptom comes anytime any symptom comes up for that matter. And then um, you're going to go backwards every time. Whereas if when we're human and we do experience something different um, or an old pattern showing up in our bodies, um, if we can respond with that, that compassion that you're talking about, um, yeah. which is a great anecdote to the criticalness that you were talking about, mm-hmm. um, then then, then we don't get stuck, stuck in that fear cycle, the fear pain cycle when it's like, oh, there's pain. Okay. Hey. I'm human. Yeah. No fear. Cool. Done. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. No, okay. Nicole Sachs has a, she, like, I've been a big fan of hers since my, the beginning of my journey. Um, and another thing that she's been saying, I think more recently is wearing it lightly mm-hmm. or loosely, wearing it loosely, something like that. I'm just like, okay, right. something yeah. pops up. We flow with it. And we don't have to like, like fix it, fight it, be really afraid of it. We just like, okay, here it is. And same with emotions. Oh, I'm feeling really sad today. Okay. No judgment. Let's just feel it for a minute here. You know? Yeah. 
Um, yes. Where it helps. Mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you were going to pick three tools that you've mm-hmm. used, if you yeah. could, if you could narrow it down to that, what were your, what were your favorite things for handling mm-hmm. um, symptoms and beginning that journey of healing? Yeah. Gosh. I would say, um, well, first of all, I would say education and understanding what's going on. I think that that's huge. And I know that for coaches out there, that's like the forefront of this work, right? You got to start there because awareness is power. So um, for me, understanding this is what's going on and believing it was, I think, a big tool in and of itself, right? Um, and no, and it brought safety to me. Like, oh, I know that this is created by my nervous system and my brain. Oh, okay, we're gonna be all right. <laughs> um, and then um, I do really like somatic tracking. Okay. Um, yeah, I do. Um, for even now, when I like, oh, um, I feel a little something, just a little twingy pop up. I'm like, I. If you've read the book, The Way Out, you. Uh-huh. You know, Alan Gordon's like, get excited because you get an opportunity to utilize this and like yeah. get curious about it. So I really, um, I love that. I love just sitting with it and just being like, hmm, what are you? You're, you know, going into the description of what I'm experiencing, feeling safe with it. Um, so I do like that. And obviously journaling um, okay. has been, that's huge. And yeah, sometimes you need a practice a practice of it, you know, like a devotion to it uh-huh. um, because yeah. that resistance will come up and sometimes it'll be 10 PM and you're ready for bed and you're like, we're doing it though. We're journaling. Um, and that, yes, that has been really helpful for me too. So I would say those would be my top three. Yeah. I I'm, I can't remember all of a sudden the first one. Oh, knowledge. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Just education and, and knowing and yeah. Did you have any Okay. In your healing journey, what were your, let's just say your hiccups or what were the things that were difficult? Uh, And I'll give an example. Like, I feel like for some of my clients, it'll be um, the fear of the symptom is what keeps them in that, that fear pain cycle, or it'll be a fear that we're missing something that, you know, some diagnosis that's not mind body and that'll keep them in the loop or, um, or a fear of emotions, um, experiencing maybe not wanting to journal or feel the emotions. Did you have any hiccups, hangups in that part yeah. of the journey? Yeah. I think, um, for me, it was the resistance would come up and I would allow the resistance. Yeah. Um, but what is that resistance driven by? Right. So I think for me, it was a fear of feeling my emotions mm-hmm. and a, a, like just being in total, like holding space for them. Yeah. Um, I also think that for me, a, a hiccup or hang up was thinking that I had to do it perfectly. And mm-hmm. that actually kept me in a state of, you know, fight or flight in, in pain in my body was yeah. thinking I wasn't doing it right. I wasn't doing it fast enough. I wasn't. And that's also core beliefs, right? It's playing back into, you know, stuff from I the ways that I have felt about myself in general. So, um, I'll just kind of, yeah, finally letting go of like, it's not linear. It's not just like this boom, perfect. There's a perfect way for every person. Um, so yeah, I would say those would, would be a couple of them. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Okay. So now let's, what's that? I said, it's tough. It's hard work. You know, it, it you know, it is, I, I had a, I was doing an interview on thought by thought healing and uh, a doctor said to me, like, it's, it's easy. Right. And I, I was kind of caught off guard because I, I was like, well, sure. It's like easy, like writing down and journaling or believing something is functionally easy, but I actually don't think this is easy. And I think that people who do this work are brave and courageous and doing the hard things. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, 
it's a, a, a little bit of a, an empowerment um, game over your fears, if you will, or your shame or whatever emotion it is that you struggle with um, learning to, to be an overcomer and that that thing doesn't have to have that grip on you anymore. Um, Yeah. They say the, the, the answer, like this work is simple, right? We just need to calm the nervous system and feel safe. Right. Um, And, and not believe, you know, not believe these scary thoughts and uh, express our emotions but then the work to do it is not easy. So it's simple, but not easy. Yeah. Uh, I totally agree with that. It's, it's hard work and it's, it's difficult at times. Cause you're facing your fears. Yes. That's nuts. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So let's segue just a little bit into just tell us, okay. So you were a massage therapist. How are you combining those things or are you doing them separate tell us about what you're doing now yeah yes thank you um I so yeah I've been practicing massage therapy for over a decade (laughs) and um I love it um and when I discovered this work as we all do we just like want to scream it from the rooftops I think initially right because you're like this changed my life yeah I'm free and um yeah and I also was going to work every day with this knowledge in in realizing like I can't not. And I think it was it Tim that said, I can't not do this. Yes, I can't not be a practitioner and, you know, not share. Yeah. So, yeah. So I was like, how do I do, you know, how do I, how do I do this? Um, and so, yeah, I found my path with it, you know, freedom from chronic pain and just learning so much, um, on how to navigate for myself and then helping others. So I, um, my practice is um sometimes it's separate I have a lot of clients still that get on my massage table that they're not open to the idea and mm-hmm. so um, meeting them right where they're at with that um has been difficult for me and also is a is a place that I'm learning to be grounded with that and just knowing that um what I offer to them is helping them in their life still right? Mm-hmm. Even if it isn't the deep work and the uncovering and the coaching, right? Which is incredible. Um, but, you know, so allowing them to just, just receive a massage. Great. Um, and then I do have clients that solely want to do, you know, more coaching work because it's, you know, um, they're already like, oh, you know, curious about it based off of me probably rambling a little bit, a little bit too much while they're on my table, right? They're like, let's dive in. Um, and then I have people that would like a blend. So they'll come in, um, one day for just a massage to kind of calm their nervous system. And then another day for coaching. I have other clients that do, we do coaching for 30 minutes and then we get them on the table. Oh, and what I, yeah. And what I've really, um, come to have, like enjoy exploring is um having positive experiences in our bodies particularly when we've had discomfort and we can tap into that on the table so allowing people to just be fully present with the the movements of my hands on their body and experiencing that somatically like they do with the sensations that they are uncomfortable with right so um kind of guiding them through um, being present in that moment. Um, and if, a um, sometimes we get as a massage therapist, we call them a trigger point or a, a tender sensitive area. If that comes up during the massage, we work with that too. We sit with it and we get curious about it and we allow it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, there's been a lot of just kind of flow flowing with my practice, bringing things, um, together um even for the clients that are like I don't think I want to just like do the coaching it's like okay and um sometimes a little pop of of something that can that they can take with them will come out that is helpful yeah Um, so can you talk a little bit about um trigger points um and I'm and I'm asking just because a lot of the stuff we know is mind body. How do you sit with that? How do you explore that? What, what does that look like for you in conversation? Yeah. Well, 
I used to be like a medical massage, trigger point therapy, massage therapist, hardcore, deep tissue, you know? Uh And um, I, it's so interesting to have a different perspective on it. And I also believe that like, as much as our mind body is a system, we still have a body, you know, still have the sensations in our body, the tension, things like that still very real right whether it's I mean it is coming from the brain and we can still tap into you know kind of the um the the bottom up approach is that right bottom up body yeah work with the body right yeah so um yeah so we you know we do experience trigger points and tender points and things like that and um I still approach it in a similar way that I did that I always have I think it's just kind of starting to like, it's important just to integrate if that's what that person is is looking for. And um, like we're doing the physical body work. And if you're interested and willing and ready, we're going to do the other work as well. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's like I still approach it in the same way on the table. Um, because our symptoms are real. Because our symptoms are real, you know? Yeah. And, and there are ways that we can get relief, even if it's not the long-term relief that, right. you know, we get when we do this deeper yeah. work, um, we still get relief for a couple of days. And sometimes that's all we need. We just need a, a break. Um, that was a tough thing for me to like embody at the beginning of this journey for myself. Um, yeah, I, I actually was listening to one of the, I think it was a curable podcast. Maybe I, you know, how all the podcasts and the information just kind of, yeah. Started. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, there was a doctor, a mind body doctor that talked about that, that the struggle of like kind of wanting to impose all this information on everybody because you're like, you know, darn well that that's what's going on, but you have to meet people where they're at and you have to, um, if they come in for a particular service or, um, sort of care and you're able and willing to do that, um, you got to hold space for people exactly where they're at. You know, and I yeah. typically plant a seed to, to most people at a certain point, um, you know, obviously building trust and a relationship is important to me. Um, but then, you know, if it feels right and, and even sometimes when it feels like I'm just going to go for this, I'm just going to mention something. Um, I think that it's important because this information is, it's not as widespread as we think. And I think it's really important. So even just a little drop of, of, of knowledge is important. And so I do that for most people and then I allow them to kind of take it where they want. Yeah. 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 And then at some point in time, whether it's now or later, they will start to think about it Mm because that happened to me quite a bit before I understood the mind body connection is like, as I looked back, I was like, Oh, I think there was actually some people that tried to tell me this really, and I just didn't get it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even that I didn't want to get it. It was that I didn't get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so. that's okay. Right. Cause we're yeah. super programmed, right? Like society says, yeah. you got to take a pill for that or, Oh, it's, mm-hmm. it is physical. It is in your body. You feel it in your body. It is your body. Um, and so it's really a lot to kind of break down. Um, yeah. As far as what we think we know. Yeah. So, Okay. So in ending then, um, what, what do you have anything else you would want to tell somebody that was in, let's just say the beginning or the middle of their journey, what would you give as advice? Yeah, I would say, hmm, keep going, you know, and I really, um, because I think I started my journey without, a real embodiment of compassion. And okay. that is something that really shifted stuff for me was be that, um, that loving, maybe adult that you, maybe you had, or you didn't have, um, throughout the process, every step of the way. Um, even, you know, as you're experiencing the emotions and, um, discovering all of this stuff about yourself, even when, your symptoms pop up and you thought for sure they were gone. Um, just bring some love to yourself because you're doing 
so good <laughs> and you're doing difficult work yeah. and you're a human being and you deserve it. It is your birthright to be compassionate towards yourself and um, you deserve that. So. Mm. Yeah. And the flip side of that is being mean to yourself. <laughs> yeah. And, and that literally doesn't help. It yeah. actually is, you know, uh, the opposite. Yeah. So, absolutely makes the pain worse and the symptoms become chronic at that point in time too. So, okay. Well, yeah. And one other thing. Yeah. Um, I guess try this work. (laughs) Another, another little tidbit, try this work, but don't try it too hard. (laughs) Right. Don't do the Chinese finger trap thing of like pulling so hard and trying, you just want to like, understand your expectation and letting go of you wanting the end result to be I'm completely out of pain and I'll never have pain again and even though that's a byproduct that typically happens that we get out of the chronic pain um not letting that be your um your drive yes it's too much pressure it is yeah having your end goal be to uh, to be out of pain um, is counterproductive for sure. Um, and, and spending your energy elsewhere on living on embracing compassion and empowerment and peace, peace of mind. And, um, I feel like I'm missing something else that I wanted to say in there. Oh, just looking at those repressed emotions, um, that spending your energy on, on those kind of things, instead of on getting rid of this pain, it's Mm -hmm. yeah, very helpful. So, okay. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, for thank you. Your wisdom and just, uh, yeah, I, I've just enjoyed and been thankful for our friendship and, and just the, the, in the beginning, you know, the desperate, what do you think about this? Well, what do you think about this? And you want to practice? Can we? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So good. So yeah. good. Yeah. Thank you so much. This has been lovely and an honor. Yeah. Yes. For all of us. So. Okay, well, I'm going to say goodbye to everybody. Um, I will see you guys again next week. And Mackenzie, don't go anywhere quite yet.